listening to Awkward Pause. Um, I don't know what day of the week it is for you, but for us, it is Saturday. And uh, I like Saturdays. They make me feel good. Uh, joining me with here, joining me here today is uh, Sam Atherton. Hello. Buy your Awkward Pause slash Gone Gold merch before it's gone forever and we replace it with something new. Now, Sam, your first uh, trial for the show today. Yeah. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Why do you, what do you think is the number one reason Andrew thinks he's better than you? Um Oof. Well, let's see. Let's let's play let's play the game Count the Amiibos. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna count my amiibos. I have the thirtieth anniversary Mario where he's pixelated. I have That's a good one. I have Ike from Fire Emblem. I have okay. Snake from Metal Gear Solid. I think that's it. Hmm. I have full, you, think it, you think it comes down to the amiibo? You think all his self-worth is in the amiibos? Yeah, I also mm-hmm. have Shovel Knight. I forgot about that one. I don't. I, I, w- I would say you have some good ones. You don't have a lot, but yeah. like... But those are know. some heavy hitters. The I'm, Shovel Knight yeah. one, I don't have that one. Wow. And I want it. Mm. Pretty sure that's the only one Sam Kingma has. Wow. Shout out. Yeah. Someone tried to tell me pop figures... I showed somebody Sam's eBay listing of pop figures. Mm-hmm. I was like, look at this look at this listing. It's already got bids on it. And then someone told me that Amiibos were just like pop figures, and that's disgusting. Don't ever say that to me. I mean, Melissa, if you need help, I please think, blink. <laughs> I think Funko Pops are better than Amiibos because um, Nintendo has oh, wow. never made an Amiibo that paid tribute to our essential workers. And our frontliners. Is there a Keemstar Amiibo, though? Is there a Keemstar Funko Pop? I'm sure there is. Or Amiibo. I think there's no way that there's a Funko Pop. That's a moot point, then. That's a a no point for anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I do think Funko did... They they tried, like, a streamers line where they made streamer action figures, like Ninja and all that. Uh, So, who's the real hero? It's the front I mean, line yeah, workers. it's the frontline workers, and I'm not being uh, dismissive. I, I obviously appreciate them for their service immensely. Um, I just thought it was silly that you know Funko Pop thinks this is what's gonna this is what's gonna save them. This is the play. This is their trap card. Yeah, it's getting a, it's getting yeah. a little ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I mean, they just swallowed up every IP. They made every deal possible. Like, good for them. That's it's got to be a great like. Uh, a great team over there. Some hard work. I'm sure, actually, you know, it's probably not hard. Once they got fucking Star Wars or a big player, it was probably pretty easy. Um, but I like that now. It's just like, let's just give you Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so they own... Uh, I was trying to pull it up just so we could list them all out. So they own, obviously, Pop Figures. Funko Pops. They own Dorbs. Mm-hmm. Those things are kind of oh. cute. They own vinyl, which are Damn. like uh, I see. I always thought all of the the two you just mentioned, I thought were just like people knock off competing with Funko. I didn't realize they too. were they <laughs> were fucking their own bottom lineup. I think we've just been scammed. You know, I thought yeah. Dorbs were their own thing. Yeah, I thought they were just legit budget amiibos. Uh, Vinyl seems to be like some higher quality, more detailed figurines. And then they have action figures, which just look like action figures. They're so bad. They look so stupid. Yeah, some of them are. They're just, there's so many different ones. Like they have like a Mega Man one. They have a King Louie from Tailspin. Wow. He he looks fine. It's a deep cut. Uh... But then they have a Five Nights at Freddy's. He doesn't look so good. I remember, I think it must have been maybe three-ish, three or four years ago, I went and got one of those Funko Mystery Boxes from uh, GameStop at the at the Black Friday. And it came with a Breaking Bad action figure. But it was 
it was like so it was some like third tertiary i guess is the word some tertiary character and it was so stupid like why would anyone in their right mind one want this or two produce it dude i would literally kill someone right now for a walt jr action figure <laughs> Or a sky. I want all the uh, just the ba- I want the baby. Give me the baby action. I guarantee you, with almost a hundred percent certainty, I'm willing to say <laughs> that there's a Skyler from Breaking Bad, the Funko Pop. So, which I, is just a white blonde woman. Yeah, it's just like there's you, all the features that you might recognize from that actress gone. It's mm-hmm. just it's just a generic blonde Funko woman. Now, Andy, a, you just posted the Cuphead figurine. Uh, and for those of you non-gamers, Cuphead is a video game where it's a guy wearing with a cup a for a head. This this <laughs> one looks cool. I think this one is like a legitimate, cool-looking figure. And if I was better at Cuphead, I would want that. It's nice. I mean, it's it's just it's odd, right? At this point, we're adults. We want odd shit. We want we want the the the, the weird Funko Pop. Cuphead figure that you think no one else has, but every other gamer has, you know? Yeah. In your heart, though, it feels special. Not to keep going on the Funko Pops. Why are some of these so expensive? They're rare, man. Like, yeah, I mean, they, they created a system, right? Like, from the beginning, I think. not for, Maybe not immediately, but there clearly was like, all right, this one's only, there's 2,000 of this one. This 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 Conan one that you already have, he has a black suit, and you can only get it at Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 willed this shit into into existence, and now look where they are. Yeah, I just sent you one in the chat. Do you know who it is? That's Mike uh, from Breaking Bad. Oh, that that okay. is Mike from Breaking Bad. <laughs> he, See, I would I, I I would fuck with a, a Mike. <laughs> his ear got from shot Bad off. Funko. Oh, his goatee. Oh. I see now that the, he has defining characteristics. Uh, that Funko Pop on Amazon is eighty dollars. Wow. Only. I guess. I mean, I, that's like I think that's pretty expensive for like a very non. I mean, I'm I'm joking. I wouldn't pay yeah. ten dollars for Eddie Funko at this point. Yeah. I don't like that they started putting Funkos in vehicles. Mm. Yeah. Like uh, I sent you one of Jesse in the meth lab van. This doesn't even look like Jesse. It just look up the Jesse the Funko eye, Pop. Now it the funny thing not... is that the eyes are like half cut off. Oh, he's stoned. Yeah, he's. You wouldn't get it, Sam. Yeah, that's what happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, also uh. with us here today, and to close the loop, I do want to talk about action figures some more. But Andrew Street, uh, Hello. how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on for this action figure episode. Yeah, let's talk amiibos. What do you think is the main reason you think you're better than us? Uh, I don't. That's my answer. I think that's maybe the defining characteristic for me that makes me feel like you know you're better than me. Is that you play it like you're not. Mm. You know? It's all a sham. Yeah, it's like Mm -hmm. this fucking fake humility. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, so guys, humble. I'm just like you. But in your heart of hearts, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're like, I wouldn't fucking, I wouldn't compare myself to you anytime. I'm also one of Elon Musk's sons, so mm. I'm also much richer than you. Yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. That puts a pep in your step. <laughs> yeah, I'm spending apartheid money, so. <laughs> you know, I was uh, thinking about uh, action figures earlier this week. Um, don't know what triggered it, but... It got me thinking on like what figurine IPs I went the hardest in on as a child. Mm. What what was my jam, right? Like I was I remember G.I. Joe's being cool, but my parents were little bitches and didn't let me play with anything that had guns. So those were off the table. Damn. Then I I it was Power Rangers for sure. It was like the first one where I was like there's an end in sight. I only need five or seven, right? Depending, or, or three if we're talking about Power Rangers Ninja Storm. Mm. It just depends what, what year we're talking about. But outside of Power Rangers, it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Those two were my things, and I liked the fact that I felt like I could complete the set. I could create scenes in my mind when I was playing with these guys. 
The problem, though, was that both of these motherfuckers got greedy and were like, oh, I'm sorry, you can't just get a regular Raphael. You got to get Pizza Chef Raphael and mix and match him with, like, Scuba Donatello. And then the Scuba Donatello's not even going to have purple, so you're not going to even know it's Donatello. <laughs> you know, it, 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 this was, a, this was a, a big point of contention for me because, like, action figures, I remember, were a big deal. Like, my mm. mom used them to, like, treat me. Like, you know, it was just like, you want an action figure? All right, you got to do this. She would make me earn them, right? And it wasn't, like, crazy. She would just be like, do good on your test on Friday. And, and, and you know, we'll, 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 go, we'll, we'll go look around. You were in 10th grade. <laughs> well, dude, here's the thing. I, I recognize I was old enough. I played video games. I played with action figures for so long that I remember multiple years thinking this has gone on too far like none of my you know classmates are playing with action figures for sure mm-hmm. yeah but to me it was always like real play you know i think it was like a way for me to like creatively a creative outlet of some sort maybe sure but i do remember once i would set up the scene i would get so bored for the last couple of years playing action figures i was like i can't just pretend play anymore but I still got into the idea of make you know, building a conflict in a scene. Why is the Green Ranger fighting the Blue Ranger? Let's write a story. So that that I feel like that was most of my you know, preteens and some of my teens. That's fair. Did you were you guys actually into like action figures? I think so. Uh, I had like a lot of Spider Man stuff. I specifically remember. All the Tobey Maguire stuff. Oh, boy. Uh, like the sets that came out for those movies. I got two um, specific ones I want to ask you about and see if we overlapped. Because I okay. had two Spider-Man figures. One that I count to this day as the greatest action figure I've ever owned. Mm-hmm. It was a regular... Like, you remember how like inexpensive these figures would be? Like, you know, 10 to 20 buck range? And they would be good. They'd have so much articulation. Yep. It was the base. So it was a Spider-Man that had ever... I remember his fucking wrists had articulation. Mm-hmm. And this is again a basic figure, but his hands had little metal—I mean, little magnets. Oh, that's and, cool. And I had like a metal, uh, uh, like a door, uh, like our back door was was you know like the double door. You got the wooden door, and then you got the metal door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. And I I would just fucking launch him onto that door, and he would stick, and it would be the coolest thing ever. Damn. Do you remember this wrist articulation? Uh, this sounds familiar. I don't know if I ever had one with metal hands. Not I know metal that hands, but he had magnets in the magnets plastic. in his hands. I don't know if I ever had that one because I'm I'm thinking of the the he had the finger articulation that he could make mm. like the little Spider Man web shooting uh, fingers. But uh, he's at a no. rock concert. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hail now, Satan. That's... Now, Elmer, you talked about G.I. Joes and how you couldn't play with them because they were violent. So you, you opted for the Power Rangers. Now, for some reason, my parents, the exact flip, I was not allowed to play with Power Rangers. But give me all the G.I. Joes. And Damn. I had. Really? Well, those are American heroes. Yeah. And I didn't. Oh, OK. I didn't okay, have the it. like, you know, there's the, the G.I. Joe story right where it's like the cobra kai or cobra commander and like all those guys cobra commander so i didn't have those karate kid oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) i had the like world war ii guys i had the vietnam war Mm. i had the like the actual soldiers and uh i i would i would also do these big these big conflicts uh and this is I I was definitely too old to be playing with with GI Joes, but uh, I remember one time I went to uh, FAO Schwartz in Chicago. Oh wow! And my parents or I picked out a it was like a knockoff GI Joe like Russian sailor. He kind of looked like the uh, the Capcom Elite uniform uh, from Rainbow Six Siege, mm. and he was he was always like the main bad guy because he was not a G.I. Joe figure and he looked a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It was always fun. I had like a big like setup in my basement and 
I could just like I had a big, a big war zone. It was really cool. So I, I think I, I can uh, I can sympathize with you. And I I was big when I was younger. I was big into the Batman action figures. Mm-hmm. Before this episode comes out, I need you to dig deep into Sandy's mind, your mother. Okay. And try to understand why. At the time, I'm sure now she'll let you play with Power Rangers whenever you want, but at the time, why, what was the rationale? I'm just curious. Why, I think it was just because, I think it was like the violence. And it was like real people. Oh, M16s and, and soldiers aren't? But I was I was definitely older. Oh, so they weren't competing at the same time? No. Oh, I thought she looked at Power Rangers and was like, no, but you I, want you know, this... <laughs> I feel like, you know, probably when Power Rangers first came out, there was a lot of think pieces in the news, right? Like, I'm sure. Power Rangers is too violent, or... Japan is trying to radicalize their children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I, just, I think it was the fact that it was, like, you know, cartoon violence in Teenage Ninja Turtles and, like, Batman and all that, versus real punching and real kicking in Power Rangers. Right, right. No, that that totally makes sense to me, especially as a kid, right, when you're not... You're, you haven't transitioned to live action yet. Yeah. And that's the first thing, and all they're doing is fighting. Yeah. Uh, I can do- totally understand that. That's why I also couldn't watch big-time wrestling. Mm. I mean, that ended up being a blessing. I think you would be <laughs> a severely damaged human being if you... Just knowing your personality, I feel like you would have gone all in on wrestling. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I would have. And that would have still been lingering around today. <laughs> I would have been that kid that makes the films, those videos of him jumping through glass windows and stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like you're one one life decision away from that. And that was probably it. Thank you, Sandy, for saving <laughs> Sam. Yeah. When you when you guys were in your, your teenage years, did you did you ever film, like, jackass videos? Like, or jackass-style stunts? I feel like there was definitely, like, some videos on a flip phone. It's like... We took a fucking carriage from a supermarket parking lot. We were pushing someone around in that. Like, doing dumb shit with that, I'm, I'm sure. A carriage? Like a shopping cart. Oh, okay. Two different <laughs> polar opposite things. You don't call a shopping cart a carriage? No. No. Ne- People are like, I've oh, go get, the, go get the carriage. Not go get no. the cart. Yeah. The cart? I know cart, yeah. Okay, well. You, ca- you know what a carriage is? <laughs> yeah, like something you ride in. I, I, okay, so in my mind, or look a look baby at the exact carriage. definition. I get, oh, okay, you got me. You got me. Because yeah. see, my, when I think of carriage, my first thing is like, you know, the, the horse is getting pulling like a fancy old timey mid century couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're pulling Shrek and Fiona to far, far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm, the, like the, the, onion the, the onion carriage. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> God. Uh, I'm trying to think. So my dad was into G.I. Joe's, he collected them for a little while. He still has some. Not so much anymore. Uh, I played with a lot of toy guns when I was a kid. A lot of spy gear. I was yeah. big on the, the wartime, the Nerf guns in the backyard. I was playing spy. Uh, yeah, your dad must have loved that. Yeah, I mean, he was into the toy guns, too. So. Yeah. I remember we, we went to the flea market one time. We found this cap gun, but it was like a Gatling gun. You put, like, those strip caps in it. <laughs> And then you cranked it. <laughs> and it was like, it would spin. And I would go in the backyard and like, you know, I'm fighting bad spies. A lot of James Bond. I took mm. a lot of kitchen utensils and turned those into like James Bond gear. James Bond, but with the kitchen knife. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I remember uh, my grandmother got like, she, she's big on the ass scene on TV stuff. Hell she yeah. loves to send that. Uh, she sent like, you know, some sort of fucking crazy ass spatula. You click the button and it like fucking flips around into like a different spatula. I, I distinctly remember my parents not wanting that. So I took it and I put a dog leash, you know, the ones that you click the button and it retracts. Oh fuck. I put that through like the little loop on it and that was a grappling hook. And I would run around the backyard oh and, like, fucking throw that over the railing and then pretend like it could lift my weight. <laughs> oh, that's, that's so beautiful. Hell that yeah. is, I'm, I'm so happy you shared that. Because that is a perfect, like, encapsulation of that just purity that has left all of us. Mm-hmm. You know? 
I used to be able to have so much fun with so yeah. much dumb shit. Now I have all the dumb shit in the world at my fingertips, and <laughs> I can't have fun, even if I want to. <laughs> you can't pretend to be Solid Snake anymore. You know who um, Kojima is. I know, that really breaks the illusion, once you know the man behind Solid Snake. <laughs> so, Andy, were you friends with, like, all the friends you're with now, back then? Were they were they playing Spy with you, or is this before that? Uh, Some of them I knew. Like, I've known Gavish for pretty much my whole life. Uh, but like, and I've known Angelo pretty much my whole life. Uh, but like Mike and them, now they weren't around. I had some kids that lived on my block who I don't really talk to too much anymore. I played a lot with them. We would play like a lot of spy. They were also, you know, my my Yu Gi Oh dual league. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Were you the one that said you had multiple dual discs? I had one dual disc. I wanted more okay. than one. Oh, so you're just like the rest of us. Yeah. I'm not better than you guys. I only have one dual disc. I went. I was on a work trip not too long ago, and I found a dual disc. Like we, I went out with a bunch of people, like to some fucking thrift shop, and they had a dual disc. They wanted like eighty bucks for it. That's just crazy. Damn. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, guys. <laughs> fucking Seto Kaiba ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So Andrew, mm-hmm. before we started, I asked you if. Uh, you made your coffee. I did. You did. Uh, how? I yes, I did. I did ask you that. <laughs> um, is that? How, I was. Uh, I I got K cups. I got mm-hmm. a Keurig. I, I I drink coffee every day. Sometimes, most times, probably multiple times a day. Um. Uh, how do I? How, how, what do I need to do? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I am starting to. Let me tell you what happened. I went to Whole Foods last weekend after we had the show. Don't know what we talked about, but I bought a round steak, and I thought I was getting two pieces. Open that up when I get home. It's four pieces, and I'm like, oh wow! Now I have a lot of a lot of steak and a lot of options here. Marinated it overnight, some lemon, some salt and pepper, some parsley. Turned out great. Next day, made a, uh, cut that up, made some tacos. Day after that, made some steak and eggs. Day after that, just ate steak and broccoli. <laughs> and I hadn't, like, just, I had, probably hadn't made steak all, all quarantine. So it was, like, nice. It was, like, refreshing. And now I've, I, I'm realizing today I want to go to Whole Foods again. I want to. I want to. I'm like enjoying cooking again a little bit. We're we're getting there. I realize that if I just don't try to overbuy when I go grocery shopping, because I feel like I kind of try to maximize it. That's been my pattern since I've moved to Texas. Just because like I didn't want to drive and go to the grocery store multiple times. But now that there's like no traffic, I live very close to a Whole Foods. It's changed, and I. I think I, I'm back in, and I'm gonna start doing the the once plan only a week ahead. Don't mm-hmm. get crazy. Just try to try to be be more thoughtful about about grocery shopping. And that had me thinking, like with your coffee thing, what what is what do you do? You say you got all these coffee things I've never heard of. Are you buying beans? Yeah. What are you doing? Okay. So the world of coffee. I feel like it's so it's such a fucking pretentious ass bunch of shit. It's like all that shit. It's like anyone who's into like fine wine. Yeah, you uh, all, we all got our things. Some of us yeah. buy PSVR headsets. Some of us buy co- mm-hmm. nice coffee. Uh, so I think so. There, I have a Keurig too. It's convenient. I like it. The bad thing about it, besides that the coffee is usually lower quality, is that I also will drink seventeen cups of coffee. Because it's so convenient, I can just keep going back to the well. I have no restraint. Right. Uh, which has led me that I need to buy decaf coffee. Because there's times at night where I'm like, I really want a snack. Or I really want like a sweet or to eat chips or something. But if I had a cup of coffee, that would satisfy the little like need. Hmm. But I don't okay. want to drink a bunch of caffeine at 11 o'clock at night. So I need to get decaf coffee. That's not what you asked, but I, I needed to get on that platform and say, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So basically, I started with 
a French press. I feel like that's like the intro to doing your own coffee that isn't like a machine. Because uh, you could do like a drip machine, which makes good coffee. That's easy. French press. And then I went to Chemex, which is a pour over method. But I buy whole beans. You should always buy your coffee in whole beans. The second it's ground up, it's it starts to like go bad. Right. This is the difference between processed and non-processed food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like... You're, you're buying your whole beans. Mm-hmm. I want to know how you're making the decision on what beans mm-hmm. and what you're doing when now you got this stack of beans in your house. What do you do with this stack of beans? So I used to think that I only liked dark roasts. Oh, I like dark, bitter coffee. I then found out that you can get, you know, medium light roasts. They start to taste better because they're not, you know, burned. Yeah, they're not like the beans aren't as dark or whatever. Light roast uh, has more caffeine. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Which is usually not something I need. That's the thing is I drink too much of the coffee and the caffeine, <laughs> which is nice about the Chemex. The Chemex is a process. You have to brew that. Then you're not drinking 17 cups of coffee throughout the day. Uh yeah, so I you go to the store, you buy whole beans. You know, usually like a Christopher's or a Pete's beans or whatever. Those are some good ones you can just get locally at the store. Uh, Starbucks if you're in a pinch. Uh, but then you could find like, you got the local roasters. Now you can go to them, you buy their beans. You know, the source. I did trade coffee for a little while, which is like a subscription service. You can set up like every two weeks, they'll send you like a local roasters beans from all over the u.s uh, like an independent roaster uh so then you get the beans and then you just store them i have like a little bean jar i seal that bad boy up then you gotta like weigh out how many grams of beans per how much water grind those and then you just start your brewing process what's a what's the average formula for you what's a what size of coffee for the chemex i do 37 grams of coffee to 500 grams of water man you're doing like chemistry over here i have That's a why scale it's called chemex chemistry mm-hmm. expertly mm. made coffee i got a little oh. uh temperature controlled kettle wow game changer like an electric kettle or mm-hmm. i was doing the stovetop kettle wasn't as as good it, there's like more not risk, but more work for, I imagine, not much reward, right? Yeah, well, now I'm, like, I had to, like, you know, get my little thermopen out, and I'm, like, taking the temperature of the water. Now I can just hit the button. It goes <clears throat> right to 200 degrees Fahrenheit. Then I'm ready to go. Wow. We're living the, the dream out here. And then, so are you just, is it just a drip pour once you grind your beans and you got this hot water? So let me walk you through it. You, you get the Chemex. Grind the coffee, you got the water heating. You put the What f- exactly is the Chemex? Is it just the grinder? No, the Chemex is the glass, like, vase looking. You thing. have it on your desk? Yeah, because I'm pouring the coffee into my into my cup. Oh, okay. So I really do not understand what the Chemex is. Okay. Okay, so this is going to be visual for you, but not for everyone else. Look up a picture of a Chemex and know what I'm talking about. Uh, so you put a filter in here. Then, paper. Yeah, paper filter. Newspaper. Then, yeah, you could use newspaper. That's probably, uh, I think the it's some ink in your coffee. like the ink of the Sunday crossword puzzle probably adds to like the flavor profile. Yeah. Um. So then you like wet the filter, drain that water, put your beans in or your ground coffee in now. Then you do I do like a two hundred and fifty gram pour in a nice like circular formation, which I don't think does anything, but you know. It looks cool. Yeah, it, it adds, feels better. It adds to the you know experience. Rich. Um, so, two hundred fifty grams. You let that like drip all the way through. Let it sit for sixty seconds. Start to open up, as they you have, say. Like, a, sto- a stopwatch, a timer. No, like a, like a PE coach. We're, I'm a cowboy in the kitchen, right? I'm playing fast and loose. <laughs> I'm shooting, rooting, tooting, whatever. Uh, then you do another two hundred fifty gram pour. You let that drip through. And you, you toss that garbage out, the grinds and the filter, and then you're ready to, to drink. Okay. So it, it, it really is just the, the vase then. Mm-hmm. That's the, the, the main tool to get this job done. Yeah. And you can get other pour overs. Like, you know, I think there's a lot, there's, some of it is like you get down to these different pour over techniques or, or devices. It's kind of like, 
There's no real difference. Come on, guys. I'm not. I'm tasting not. The I'm di- not going to taste it. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm not <laughs> tasting the difference. But yeah, okay. It's, it's cool. Coffee's cool. That I mean, the way you just described it, um, I think you probably just did a poor job the first time we talked about this. Uh, but this made sense to me. I understand it. I didn't even know what a Chemex was last time. We made progress. But you could go out and get like a a grinder. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to go electric, you can just get a hand grinder. And you grind that coffee, put it in a French press. You're good to go. Are you waking up Melissa with your grinder? Uh, Melissa's a functioning adult, so she gets up way before I ever do. <laughs> uh, so I never have you to worry weekends? about weekends. Yeah, she left for work this morning. Uh, so oh, she, she's gone. I didn't grind. I was grinding my heart out this morning. <laughs> Me no and Nala. Stop you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But she didn't. So she didn't drop the Chemex after because we also heard a big, a big sound when you sat down. No, she not. She decided to knock a uh, plastic cup off the, off the counter. And then when I went in there, she laid on her back. Now, just fault. just so we're all clear, we're talking about Mebo and not Melissa here. <laughs> not Melissa. <laughs> yeah. Melissa there was a little. <laughs> there was a little bit of confusion. It sounded like, but. <laughs> well, that's fun. God bless you, dude. Thanks. Yeah, I really yeah, want to get back to. I really want to get back to, kind of, finding like the bean that I like because my dad mm-hmm. just gets. I just because what happens for me. My dad drinks a lot of coffee, and then I take whatever is left over to make my iced coffee. Uh, he, and he uses the Big B Select Roast or something, which is fine. Uh, but I want to, you know, just kind of experiment, do some, maybe the French press, maybe the something else. But it just seems like it would be a good, a good like, fun start to your morning. Would you do a cold uh, cold brew? You into that? Yeah, that's, I only drink cold brew. Or I only okay. drink iced coffee. Cold coffee. Yeah. The, uh... The like process for cold brew is like pretty cool. Yeah, I've and like I've you, like I've done that. Uh, I did that in Japan a lot. Yeah, and like let it sit in like the jar for like however many hours. Mm-hmm. It's neat. Yeah, I like that. I do. I do enjoy like the hot because like I, I maybe you guys don't know this about me. I love ice, um, and so I'll mm-hmm. fill I'll fill a cup all the way up with ice, a little bit of caramel, a little bit of almond milk, and then I like to pour hot coffee on. To melt the ice a little bit so it's easier to, to eat and consume. Mm-hmm. You hear the ice like crack and break a little mm-hmm. bit because of how hot the coffee is? Yeah. ASMR. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's my uh, yeah. that's my process. I like that. I like everyone's got this little process they do with their, their coffee or whatever it is they drink in the morning. Maybe a tea. A loose leaf tea, maybe. Mm. I always want to drink more tea. I love drinking tea. Mm-hmm. I'm always happy I do it when I do it, but I don't do it an often enough. I don't know why. It just it, maybe it's because it feels like I don't know. This is a, this is really dumb, but it feels like it's not doing anything. You know, like I, I unless I need it, because that's when I remember to drink tea and I enjoy it so much. When I'm like, ooh, my throat's a little a little dry or yep. something, or you know, like I love a good like even just I'll drink throat coat even if I'm not sick. You know, put a little a little bit of honey. I calm down a little. On a, on a, on a, yeah, I just lo- I I like the taste of throat coat tea, um, but the the first like couple weeks of quarantine, Sam, I I really wanted iced coffee, mm-hmm. and I was out of luck because everything was closed. And at some point in like the first month of quarantine, I I literally had like the most big brain revelation, where I was like, oh fuck, I can make this at home. Hell yeah. Which is dumb, because that just means I'm, like, making Keurig coffee and dumping it into a glass of ice. Didn't make that connection for too <laughs> fast enough. <laughs> have you tried... Uh, I have, like, little Keurig cups I can put my own coffee in. Because mm-hmm. that's the other thing, too. I feel bad. I went through, like, 110 pack of K-cups since quarantine started. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> and it's, like, that's a lot of plastic I'm wasting. Yeah. It feels awful. It mm. feels awful. Robert and I have probably gone through like 300 because we always buy like the big bulk. Yep. Uh, you know, there's one I like out here, Texas Pe- Pecan mm. uh, uh, by, I forget the brand, but it's like a Texas brand and I like it a lot. Big fan. 
but they only come in packs of 50. And uh, the other day when I opened up our uh, uh, laundry closet, I don't know what to call that. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, washer dryer in there. On the washer, I realized it was uh, six boxes of this Texas pecan that we just never took out to recycle. Got what do that. you What do you do with recycle? What do you guys do with recycle? Well, Sam, I think you you have you you're in a house. Mm-hmm. Less of a concern, perhaps. So that that's where you'd be wrong. Oh. Uh, so land. So Grand Rapids, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan has dedicated it's like single use recycling or whatever so you throw your trash in one garbage thing you throw everything that's recyclable in another bin and they sort it for you in lansing that does not exist uh so the uh, atherton household not not too big on recycling like we don't we don't throw like anything like super you know like things that could be recycled or that have to be recycled away but um it's, it's way less than what I was doing in Japan, and I feel kind of bad about it. Yeah. And, I mean, this this will upset people, but, like, recycling is one of those things that, like, unfortunately is, like, one of those uh, – it's easier. It's like a, almost like a privilege nice to do, you know? You, you, you want to do it, and there's always a way to do it if you really try, if you really care. But – Sometimes it's just hard. Like I remember my college apartment, they did not give a shit. It was Missouri. I don't know if anywhere in Missouri gave a shit. Uh, so like everything was just going into the same trash. Yeah. Didn't feel great, but like, what are you gonna do? And especially at that apartment where I had to like, I was on like the fourth, fifth floor or something. I had to take all everything out, go all the way to the dumpster in the back and dump it. it was awful. New apartment, old apartment. We had like trash valet, which was kind of nice. Where we would just put our trash can outside. Like, they would give you a trash can when you moved in. Mm. You put it outside your door. Every night, they come and pick it up. Every night? Every single night except Sundays. Damn. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was, that was like, super, super nice. Because we actually ended up having two trash cans. We would use the one they provided just for when we were taking the trash out. But then we had, like, a nicer trash can inside, which was a little, our, a little our, easy. I remember that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but now we have trash chutes. We're on the top floor, but it's still the same problem. And this is what I'm getting at is trash is full. Now, Robert and I are playing a game of chicken on which, which one of us is going to get so fed up, which one's going to have to throw away trash first (laughs) and deal with this. So inevitably one of us will have to deal with it. But you have to then grab the trash, walk out of our maze-like fucking apartment building to the parking garage, which is attached to the building, go to the chute and dump it out. So it's enough of a a hassle where it's just like, how badly do I want to throw something away right now? (laughs) You know? Yep. And then I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I did it the last two times, this motherfucker. And then he'll he'll out-chicken me. He'll just not have to throw any trash away. Maybe he just hoards his trash in his room. I don't know what he does. But that sounds like a really Robert ass move. No, he's fine. Uh, he's not. I, I paint him out to be a villain, probably more. So. He's a villain. Don't yeah, don't it, yeah. try to gaslight the listeners into thinking that he's a good person. He is a villain. Oh my. <laughs> it's a it's it's a back and forth, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's a it's one of the strangest uh, relationships I've ever had in my life. <laughs> um, but it's so it's so annoying. And with with here we have two shoots. So there's a trash chute, the recycling chute, so very easy. But our like washer dryer has like this uh, shelf built into the wall. That's fucking huge. I don't even know what it's for. But we'll just put our recycling there until it's time to take out the recycling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, I'm talking about cardboard. Just like packages is really the biggest recycling uh, issue we have. Um, but I absolutely hate it. it may, it's maybe one of the worst like daily not daily but like mundane tasks taking out the trash it is just like i hate it i hate it so much i i I wish there was an easier solution to this are you guys okay with these mundane tasks in life do they do they ruin your 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 joy as much as it does for me yeah i mean taking out the trash sucks yeah (laughs) all right 
it's yeah, just consensus. When, uh, yeah, it's just trash. When I was a kid, and like, I mean, it, we still do it now, but just not so often. Uh, there's like a recycling center, maybe like 20 minutes away. And you can like bring all your recyclables there and do it for free. Uh, and when I was a kid, we would go, we would collect all of our jars, like the glass jars. And then there would be a big, at this recycling center, there was a big, like, cement container, like, slash wall that ever you just throw the glass in there. And fuck, that was so much fun. Just, like, <laughs> chucking empty jars and, like, watching them break. There's nothing better than watching glass break. Uh, it's a, That's a top tier, top tier feeling. Hell yeah. Um, so we would do that. Um, and that was always fun. What's your current apartments situation, Andy? And what are you looking forward to or not looking forward to in the new apartment in uh, regards to trash as a, as a lifetime coastal elite, uh, New Jersey, they, it's like, it differs from city to city or town to town. Uh, but you, I don't know. I don't really know of a town that doesn't have like a recycling uh set up it's usually like your glass your aluminum your metals whatever that all goes in a bag and then they take it and sort it plastics and all that cardboard they recently started doing so like it'll be like oh they'll come for cardboard on mondays trash on tuesdays and then recycling on thursdays but what do you, you just put in this shit on the curb like you're living in an apartment how does that work right now what i do is recycling is in the basement and it can't be in a bag. So I have to go down with my bag, dump it. Jesus. And then on the floor, just, just (laughs) sorry guys. Uh, no, they have like bins down there or, uh, trash cans. Um, the trash goes outside in like this little gated area full of trash cans, dump it in there. Then I put my cardboard off to the side from that point. I have no idea what happens. I think like, I mean, that's the, it's not your business. I think like some people come and they drag it to the curb. So it makes, okay. I feel bad when I'm throwing out big objects. Like I threw out a, an, an end table or a, a bedside like thing, nightstand. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> uh, and I was like trying to take it apart a bit because I felt bad. Like, I don't know. They send like this little old man out to like collect the trash. Now he's got to carry this nightstand. <laughs> That's one of the weird things. Cause I remember, like, in L.A., it was very much, um, you know, I lived in, in uh, a neighborhood, right? Not an apartment. So you could just put shit on the curb on certain days, when like on trash days, and it would just disappear. I think there probably are exceptions. Like, you can't probably put out, like, a whole bed out there or some shit. But I remember it was a non-issue if you needed to get rid of, like, a nightstand. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. A TV, you know, they even had the the electric recycling people. Yep, I mean the garbage but, men are unsung heroes. Oh my god, absolute kings. Yeah, and queens. It's crazy how much money they make. You know, because I think I hope I hope more than yeah, yeah. whatever we might guess. I think in I think in New York, uh, and I'm not sure about other places. Like a garbage man, hundred k a year. Fuck yeah, it's like some. It's like some number like that. And I'm sure, I mean, they're, I'm sure they're dealing with way more shit than the garbage man in DeWitt, Michigan, but. Right. Like more you know, risk for sure. Right. Yeah. In in a city like New York, but yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, you never know what's going to be on that curb. Yeah. The common things I remember are one, you put something out, it might be gone before the garbage man come. You got the people who are like, that looks mm-hmm. good. I'll take that. Yeah. Right. Um, then too, when we would put our cart, when we would put the cardboard out on the curb, a common occurrence was the next morning it was windy in the middle of the night. You wake up, there's cardboard all over the fucking street because <laughs> everyone put their cardboard out. There's just cardboard everywhere, and it's like no. What about when it rains? You just got, got soggy, soggy cardboard. I don't even know if you can recycle that. Ugh. Terrible. Or like. Uh, God bless the people that would, like, put their TV out on the curb or put, like, those fluorescent light bulbs out on the curb. And you know some middle schooler was walking by and smashing <laughs> both or either of those. Oh, yeah. And those, like, two fluorescent light bulbs? That made, like, the pop when they would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, some middle schooler saw those and they were like, it's time, baby. 
Today's my day. I'm going to ruin some fucking dude's life right now. <laughs> you ruined so many people's life. Now there's just shattered glass on the floor. Yep. That stuff is so bad, too, because, like, the glass shards, like, it, I think it breaks so fine it can get, get in your lungs and cut your lungs up from the inside out. Mm. This shit's bad. I love knowing that. Hell yeah. That's metal. That's metal as fuck. <laughs> God. Boys, I did something the last week and this week, and it uh, it feels good. I made a uh, a cement bonsai pot, and uh, I made the form to like cast it or whatever, uh, and then I I got it mostly out of the form yesterday, and it it turned out really nice. I was I was really worried that it was just gonna crumble in my hands, and it did not. Um, what is the form made out of? Like, what are what is what is good for sculpting cement? Uh, it's called melamine, and it's like you know the IKEA bookshelves that so it's like made of plywood, but it has that like kind of plasticky stuff on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's basically the same stuff um, because the cement doesn't stick to it. Mm. You spray it with a little bit of Pam comes right off really that's interesting so it doesn't like it'll form but just not attached to it so is it Mm -hmm. kind of easy to pull out uh it just depends like so i i used the melamine and then the other part uh i wrapped with tape and that part is in there a little bit a little bit tighter because it's so the way I did it is I built I built the form and it has legs. So the pot has like uh, maybe like an inch or a half inch clearance off the ground, and it's a very it's a very intricate sort of mold. Uh, so it's it's proving to be very difficult to get out, and that's why I'm I got it partially out, but I want to let the cement like solidify a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 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 like a it's definitely a process, but it I don't know it's just fun and I. Like, I've always been really interested in doing, making things out of cement. Uh, It's just, it was like a little bit, I don't know, I don't know if scary is the right word, but it's intimidating. Um, Sure. But, you know. It's cement. Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. It's final. That's it. Yeah. But I made this, and uh, it turned out uh, pretty well so far. And uh, I I think what I really want to do is when when and if I buy a house, I really want to make a cement sink. House. So I think oh. that's like a that's a big dick cool move um, that you can make for fairly cheap. Now is this an extra sink or is it a, a is it a daily sink? No, I'm talking. We're talking like a bathroom sink. Okay. Okay. Um, but so like standing on its own. Uh, probably like one of those. Uh, fuck, I don't know what they're called. Vessel sinks. So it's not like built mm-hmm. into the countertop. It just sits on the countertop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got you. And, uh, like a bowl, like the bowl, cool. Yeah. The the modern aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like that. Um, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about it, and like I'm kind of planning and how I want to do all that. But I'm pretty excited. You could probably make like a really sick tech deck skate park out of cement. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that. Imagine if you were born in the '90s, early 2000s, <laughs> or not born, uh, but like your age now you'll be making so much money making custom fucking bowls Damn. for tech deckers have you guys ever watched those videos it's like the pro tech deckers i have oh it's it's the best it's so I, fucking cool in in middle school i was making my own i think we talked about this i was like i tried to find the youtube channel it's on i made like out of cardboard though my own <laughs> skate park uh, and then i was like trying to get sponsored by like tech tech grip tape by element <laughs> tech and i remember some uh you know i did skateboard at the time too but somebody commented on the video and was like go fucking ride a real skateboard oh. <laughs> and that that was maybe the most defining moment of your life that just set you on this on this uh on the journey on the journey uh, so Sam, you you're talking about watching uh, concrete videos, cement mm-hmm. videos. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's doing wonders to your algorithm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so my YouTube algorithm is is pretty good right now. You know, I got like 
some video game stuff, some like movie uh, analysis stuff, uh, some baseball stuff, and I've recently threw a, a big wrench. But I've 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 probably I've consumed a lot of this kind of content recently, and I have gotten stupid into uh, the YouTube poker world. I knew it. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> and just poker in general. Okay. I. I am getting the feeling that I got when I got really into baseball a couple years ago where like at first, you know, like someone put it really well um, about baseball. It's, he's, uh, it's just like a uh, reporter. Um, and he said, there, there's only two ways people watch baseball. You either watch baseball and you see nothing. You see a man throwing a ball and a man trying to hit it. Or you watch baseball and you see everything. And you're that that's kind of the moment where like your brain breaks and like, you know, you get big brained about it. You know, it's kind of like with video games. I think like when you play a game like Dark Souls or I don't know, X, like for me, it was XCOM 2. You know, you play like a, a game that you're like, oh, shit, you're like appreciating gameplay and like the math behind mm-hmm. balancing the shit out a little bit more. Yeah, there's like the strategy behind everything. And I yeah, think that's what's yeah. the most interesting part, uh, probably of, I mean, baseball and Everything. also <laughs> I think poker too. And I wish I understood the strategy of poker more. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm dipping my toes in, I'm not, I'm not claiming to be a God, but I'm watching like, you know, a combination of poker stars turned like YouTubers mm-hmm. that just like break down hands and like talk about big moments in poker and stuff. And then I'm also watching, like, when poker was on TV all the time, you know, 2005 to 2015. And, you know, I'm watching, like, Poker Stars Shark Cage Championship, <laughs> which Shark Cage has this awesome gimmick where you can, if you bluff someone and they call you on the bluff and you have to show your cards and it was a bluff, the person who either got bluffed or got caught bluffing gets put in an actual cage. What? Um, and they have to sit out a couple hands. <laughs> um, but it's all poker, like, star. Like, it's the best poker players in the world, right? The top 1%. Yeah. So it's hilarious because it's, like, embarrassing. Because <laughs> it's, like, the best in the game, you know, and they'll get fucked up by someone else. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a humiliation, like, like, penalty more than anything. There's no... You don't you don't play a couple hands, but who knows if those hands are going to be good for you anyway? So who cares? But poker has really just dominated my life. Like I, I've played twenty hours of prominence poker. I've been playing some IRL poker, and now I'm on like the poker YouTube world, trying to see through the the code. And I'm not going hard in, you know. I'm not like I know there's things I could be doing. To re- like, I'm not watching like how to be good at poker videos. Mm. I'm just trying to like appreciate the thing as a sport, um, and it's happening. It, I'm there already. I'm like obsessed, and I guess if we could talk about poker, if there's anything to talk about. But if not, I was gonna ask Andy, what are what are your YouTube? What's your YouTube algorithm saying about you these days? Mm, let's pull it up. Uh, it's a lot of video games, a lot of like uh, Nintendo. It's like a lot of Nintendo, like, uh, retro stuff. Like, oh, look at my collection of GameCube games. Hell yeah. Um, it's a lot of Game Explain. Uh, Love Game Explain. Shout out. It is a lot of Disney stuff. Here's the thing. I got really into Defunct Land. Oh, fuck. That was the thing before poker for me, mm-hmm. dude. So, like, Melissa comes home, she's like, are you watching more fucking Disney garbage? It's like, I'm watching the history of fucking Spaceship Earth or some dumb shit. Oh, God. I'm not even, like, huge into Disney. It's just, like, you know, defunct. It's fascinating. Yeah, it's just, like, interesting. Uh, I watch, like, Defunct Land or Bright Sun Films. Um, actually, I have this documentary I found on YouTube through my recommended uh, shit called... Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's a it's a documentary about Horizon, which is a ride I was not familiar with in Epcot. And basically, these two kids met each other at Disney and became best friends, and they loved this ride, Horizon. 
and they quickly realized the ride was the only ride in Disney that had zero security. <clears throat> Not no cameras, no guards, no pressure sensors, nothing. And so they they what do you mean quickly, pressure sensors? Like in Disney, the rides have if you step off the cart in the ride, the floor has like pressure sensors to know that someone is walking and the ride will stop. What? Yeah. Like on some of the new ones that are like controlled by uh, basically QR codes that like scan in an order to make sure the ride goes. It's like not on a track. Like these, a lot of these new electric rides. Because I'm not, don't think about a roller coaster. Think about something like, I don't know, like the Haunted Mansion ride. Mm-hmm. That's okay. a good example. Um, like, so, so it's it's just a cart that like has a scanner that ev- like it's, it has to scan these like QR code equivalents. I'm sure it's not just a fucking QR code uh, every couple seconds, and it goes in an order, and it like t- it's like make sure it stays on track. It's like a bunch of checks, right? Mm. Um, but then they'll have like sensors, like motion sensors, pressure plates, anything else to identify on top of the millions of cameras that like these dark rides have. Um, and yeah, they can tell they'll, everything will just stop and you'll hear God's voice. Yeah. Get and the these... fuck back. Get you, put your shirt back on. <laughs> uh, so these kids realized that the ride uh, had none of that. So they like, were like, let's try and get off and like wander around. So they did it for like 15 minutes and then progressively got more and more adventurous. Like how long can we spend? Like they would spend up to like, seven hours exploring this ride and no one would notice and then they just get on and, and leave uh and somebody did a documentary about them it's very like heartwarming and oh my god send, no jokes yeah it's i watched it one night and i was like this is excellent uh but on top of that it's also like um i have sam will attest to this the one day i fucked my algorithm up with van life videos <laughs> so now i got a bunch of people who live in their van in the wilderness uh. Jesus. Uh, some bike stuff. And then it's a lot of, like, uh, vinyl. Like, a lot of record equipment. That type of shit. Pretty normal. It's not, like, it's not... It, it, every once in a while, I'll get on a hook for something, and then it'll fuck it up. Like, the Disney stuff really fucked it up. Oh, yeah. Like... Yeah. Dude, I, I went, like, a couple days where I was watching, like, hours of it while I was working. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There's so many good Defunctland ones. Yeah. Like, that's one of the best YouTube channels, and it's really only gotten better. Yeah. Um, I think one of the one of my favorite ones I recommend everyone watch is the Disney's America, mm-hmm. which is gonna be their Civil War themed uh, theme park, and it had congressmen asking the question, uh, "What color uniform is Mickey Mouse gonna wear?" Oh Jesus! Yeah. Um. So that one's a, that's a fucking fascinating ride. I like the uh, Chuck E. Cheese one. See, I, I I haven't watched that one because I just don't. It makes my skin crawl thinking about Chuck E. Cheese and the grossness of all this pizza sauce in the ball pit and all this. <laughs> uh, just hate children. So I don't want to. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I will. Have you guys seen that uh, Little Caesars on like Grubhub and like all of these? They've changed their name to like it's like Papadio Pizza or something, and mm, so they're selling yeah. Little Caesars pizza on like these delivery services as something other than little Caesars, they've changed the name to like one of the other characters yep. in the Chuck E. Cheese band. And I guess that's like a really popular thing that's happening now. Like all these large chains are because they can't like have open restaurants. They they're changing their name to be something that they're not. Yeah. I think Applebee's is like neighborhood grill and wings or something. And it's like essentially God tricking people it. into eating Applebee's. Applebee's. (laughs) The biggest crime. So Pasquale's Pizza. Pasquale's Pizza. That's what it is. Not Pasquale's Pizza. That's what Robbie likes. Pizza and Wings is, uh, you can order that on Uber Eats and Grubhub. People are doing it. And then they quickly realize this is coming from Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Pasquale, famously the chef in the rap band. Uh, (laughs) I think he plays the drums. Are they hiding it? Are they being really deceptive with like a different box? Yeah. 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 They're also, Damn, when like, they got questioned on it, we're like, no, we're not being deceitful because, and I don't know how true it is. I haven't, you know, tested this for myself, but uh, they're saying that the pizza is different than Chuck E. Cheese pizza. 
the, right they throw like garlic salt or some <laughs> yeah shit. like they're like oh it's a thicker crust we're using more sauce this is a different cheese these are like higher end pizzas we're making and then we're gonna we might add these to the chuck e cheese menu but right now we're selling them as our new venture pasquale's pizza and wings yeah we're not taking advantage of this pandemic at all guys yeah. <laughs> so yeah i mean charles entertainment that's cheese, horrible man trust him you you can't trust anyone you know, I think one of the things that depresses me the most is when you can see, when you can see marketing blatantly, when you can read through the code, of, uh, and you're just like, I, I know what you're doing, and it's fucked up because I know this does uh, trick some people, you know, and it's a, it's mean spirited, and also, fuck Chuck E. Cheese. I was hyped on a Chuck E. Cheese though when I was a kid. Hell yeah. So gross though. Big so Bertha. You feed her those balls? Oh my Hell god, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. The what was the little spider one where you'd hit the? It was like whack a mole, but spiders. But you stomped on them, I think, right? Like, oh, that's right, you stomped on them. Yeah, and it had like the queen spider who had like a very nice voice. Oh, I remember god, this. I was attracted to her. <laughs> Did you guys have a, sh- a Shakey's? No. Uh-uh. Is that a big chain? No, that may be local. See, that's why I never liked because I think I went to Shakey's before I went to Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. But the myth of Chuck E. Cheese was always in the back of my mind. Um, but Shakey's is basically like good pizza. I, I don't, you know, who knows how good at this point, but it definitely was no Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Like it's, it's, it's real multiple pizza. tiers above. Yeah. yeah. Multiple tiers above it. Um, that had an arcade that was not branded, right? It was just an arcade, mm-hmm. but we also have like this pizza family pizza parlor place and it was big, uh, no physical playground, but just an arcade, right? With the yeah. whole redeemed tickets and shit. So I probably had that first, and then by the time I went to Chuck E. Cheese, like, you know, it, it obviously could not live up to the hype. Because I remember biting the pizza, thinking pizza can't do me wrong. And I wasn't pretentious. I was a little fucking kid. And I remember even knowing back then, it's like, this is not, this is not, the, this is not pizza. Um, and also just like, even as a little kid, I feel like I was so adverse to like, how gross other kids were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what my parents did to me, but like I definitely was like I am not like these savages. You're a real <laughs> young them. Sheldon Look out at here. The, uh, for real, like, and I, maybe I was a dick about it, but I remember knowing like they're running, they're running in the fuck, they're barefoot in a Chuck E. Cheese. God. Well, What's the name of this episode going to be? Wrist articulation or are you running barefoot in the Chuck E. Cheese? Find out <laughs> by looking at your phone right now. Um, you're listening to Awkward Pause. Thank you for joining us. Uh, my name is Elmer. You can find me on Twitter at ElmerIsNotMad. You can find Sam on Twitter. Uh, you can find me Twitter SmithXX also. Uh, go to Etsy.com backslash shop backslash SAMU Wood Goods for some brand new candle holders. Uh, that are out right now. Very excited. I've been working very hard Shop. on that. Shop local. Yep. You can find Andrew. At Street Super. And you can find the show at Awkward You can go to awkwardpause.com slash merch for that merch. And um, shout out to Weird Heat for the music that I use every single day. Bye.